Welcome. Thank you for calling in today. This is the Breakfast Bible Club, and I'm Minister Lane. Today is Sunday, January 14, 2024. And we're going to be reading Judges chapter 8, all of it in its entirety, verses 1 through 35. And I'm reading from the Amplified and King James Parallel Version. And verse 1 reads, and I pray that everyone is having a great weekend. And the men of the tribe of Ephraim said to Gideon, What is this thing that you have done to us? Not calling us when you went to fight with Midian. And they quarreled with him vehemently. But he said to them, What have I done now that is so significant in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning leftovers of the grapes of the of your tribe of Ephraim better than the entire harvest of my clan of Abazar? That has given the leaders of Midian all up and deep into your hands. And what was I able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger toward him subsided when he made this statement. So Gideon came through Jordan and crossed over the river. He and 300 men who were with him, with him, exhausted, yet still pursuing the enemy. He said to the men of Sukkot, Please give loaves of bread to the people who are following me since they are exhausted. And I am pursuing Zeba and Thaluma, kings of Midian. But the leaders of Sukkot said, Are Zeba and Thaluma already in your hands that we should give? bread to your army? Gideon said, for that reason, the Lord has handed over Ziba and Zaluma to me. I will thrash your bodies with, with the thorns and the briars of wilderness. He went from there up to Peniel and spoke similarly to them. And the men of Peniel answered him just as the men of Sakoff had answered. So Gideon said also to the men of Peniel, when I come again in peace, I will tear down this tower. Now Ziba and Zalumina were in Karakar with their armies, about 15,000 fighting men. All who were left of the entire army of the sons of the east were 120,000 swordsmen had fallen. Gideon went up by groups of those who lived in tents in the east of Nobah and Jabalah. And he attacked their camp, and the camp was unsuspecting. When Ziba and Zumala fled, he pursued them and cast the two kings of Midian, Ziba and Zumala, and terrified the entire army. Then Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from the battle by the accident of Herod. He captured a young man of Sukkot and questioned him, and the youth broke down for him the names of the leaders of Sukkot and and said, Look here, Ziba and Zimla, about whom you taunted me, saying, Are Ziba and Zimla now in your hand, that we should get bread to your men who are exhausted? He took the elders of the city, and with thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he punished the men of Sukkot. He tore down the towers of Pinion 
and killed the men of the city. Then Gideon, then Gideon said to Zebah and Zumar, Whom the men were they that you killed? Whom you killed at Tabor? And they replied, They were like you, each one of them resembling the son of a king. And he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. And the Lord lives, if only you had let them live, I would not kill you. So to humiliate them, Gideon said to Jether and his firstborn, Stand up and kill them. But the youth did not draw his sword, because he was afraid, for he was just still a boy. Then Zubar and Zumar said, Rise up yourselves and strike us, for as the man is, so is his strength. So Gideon arose and killed Zubar and Zumar and took the crescent amulets that were on the camel's neck. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule as king over us, both you and your son, also your son's son, for you have rescued us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And said to them, I will make a request of you that each one of you give me an earring from his oil. For the Midianites had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites who customarily wore them. They answered, we will certainly give them to you. And they spread out a garment and every one of them threw an earring there from his oil. And the weight of the gold earrings they had here were crested with 1,700 shekels of gold, apart from the crested amulets and pendants, and the purple garments which were worn by the kings of Midian, and apart from the chains that were on the camel's neck. Gideon made all the golden earrings into an ephod, a sacred high priest garment, and put it in the city of Ophrah. And all Israel worshipped it as an idol there. And it became a trap for Gideon and his household. So Midian was subdued and humbled before the sons of Israel. And they no longer lifted up their heads in pride. And the land was at rest for 40 years in the days of Gideon. Jeroboam, Gideon, the son of Joash, went and lived in his own house. Now Gideon had 70 sons born to him because he had many wives. And his concubine, who was in Shechem, also born a son, and who he named Adam, uh, uh, pardon me, Abimelech. Gideon, the son of Joash, died at a good advanced age and was buried in the tomb of Joash, his father, <coughs> pardon me, and Ophrah and Bazarite. Then it came about as soon as Gideon was dead, the Israelites again played the prostitute with the Baals and made the Baal Herod their God. And the Israelites did not remember the Lord their God, who had rescued them from the hand of all the enemies on every side, nor did they show kindness to the family of Jeroboam, that is, Gideon, and return for all the good, all the good that he had done for Israel. Father, I pray that you will bless this, these uh, verses today, open up our spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. Father, I thank you for covering this line in the blood of Jesus. Bless everyone's phone line, oh God. Finding the spirits of chaos and confusion from all of the atmosphere and any distractions. 
And Lord, I thank you for the message and the word today. And Lord, I give you the glory and all the honor that is due unto you in Jesus' name. It is so. Everyone, I just read our verses. And our verses are um, Judges chapter 8, verses 1 to 35. And what is happening here, and I'm going to give my interpretation. Here, um, Judges and Judges chapter 8. And they're pursuing after Midian. So Gideon battles Midianite kings and continues and uh, goes with the uh, Israelites going forward. And um, Ephraim complains against Gideon, and then Gideon answers him. And um, here we see that Ephraim, the men of Ephraim, they asked why um, has he done that by not calling them when they went to fight with the Midianites, and then he, uh, they came to him very sharply and coldly, and he said, you know, what have I done to you guys? You know, you've got an advantage over the enemy. So when he told them that, they, um, their anger went away. But here, in, in a sense, not the, um, Ephraim, the Ephraim, pardon me, the men of Ephraim were a little bit, um, in my uh, sense of what I'm saying, being ungrateful because Gideon, is here leading them to battle, he's fighting, and he's helping Israel. So, you know, their their issue to me is a little, uh, <laughs> if you would say, selfish in a way, because, I mean, he's doing everything for them, and, you know, helping them and leading them to them not being grateful. So they're a little selfish and ungrateful with their comment. So here we see that they're upset that he didn't call them before the battle started, but they still got the victory anyway, so they really cared about recognition. You know, they, they wanted to be known more so than win, winning. And instead of them, you know, they're a little jealous about not being recognized and instead of more so the victory of God. So we have to make sure that jealousy doesn't come up in our hearts and our spirits so that we don't uh, forget about the victories that we do have, being jealous of someone or jealous that someone didn't do something we wanted. Oh, here, Gideon, just, he was a wise man in his answer because he didn't uh, challenge their pride, but he just let them know, y'all got the, most importantly, y'all got the victory. So sometimes you got to know how to respond to uh, people that have this type of attitude. His response kindled their anger in uh, verse 1, so... You know, we have to make sure we know how and, you know, how to respond when we're faced with, with questions that could go another way. But they could have went up and challenged against uh, just um, Gideon, but they did it. So in verses 4 through 9, the sense of Sukkot and Pernicle. Um, when Gideon came there with the 300 men, they were tired. They were tired of fighting and pursuit, and they were so hungry and famished. We asked them for bread, but they would not give them bread. Um, they were, you know, really rude and mean to them. They could have, of course, gave them bread. They knew that they were battling and uh, doing the work of the Lord, but they did not. So uh, for, for them not helping them, Gideon um, said that he would, um, he would tear their flesh with thorns of the wilderness and briars. And that's a harsh thing to do, but he saw how they were. So he just, you know, said, because you won't do this, we're going to do this. 
And, you know, he did do exactly what he said he would do when he came back. So, and he also tore down the tower. And, you know, they were really hungry. And, you know, when you see that, someone's doing God's work and, um, you know, they're fighting for a cause for you and helping. And it's not right to, um, it's not right not to help, you know, and they did not want to help. So they were weary, they were faint. But they kept going, went on running. They kept, you know, going forward by God's grace. So he did do exactly what he said he would do. And, um, you know, it, then he, did, he could have asked them to help join us in battle, you know, and help us fight, tear down his enemy. But he only asked for food. So, you know, that was a strange response. And um, they didn't want to support the fight because they felt like the battle was already won. So we shouldn't have to help. That's going to take away from us, which is selfishness. So, um, you know, it was a little discouraging and frustrating for Gideon. He went through a lot with people. Um, he was a man in the beginning that wasn't a great stature. And, you know, okay, he was, they say he was the least of his family. And, you know, they wasn't real known and real popular people. So here it is now that he's fighting the battle. He has torn down the enemy. And um, the two kings, Mennonite kings, are, um, are uh, he has the victory of them. And he is getting the victory in all that he does. So now um, he was bold in the Lord and then a surprise attack. And he got the victory. And even though they're a small army, they were going against a much larger army. But they still were bold. And because of their boldness, and some of the men were young and they were afraid. But it's like this one guy they spoke of, but they still got the victory. The battle was still won because of the boldness of Gideon. And he continued to be determined to go forth. So then Gideon goes to 13 through 17 and repays to call the Pernil. He goes there and um, he, slow, he slows down and he takes the elders of the city and he takes all the people and he tore down the tower of Pernil and he killed the men of the city. So that city, the people, they would not, they refused to help Gideon by faith. And Gideon punished them as just as he promised. So he keeps his promise, that's what he said he's gonna do, and that's exactly what he um, wanted to what exactly what he did. He rebuked them publicly with um, the thorns and the briars. He repaid the two kings and the last few verses, and um, he took their amulets that were on their necks, and then the men, the men, all the spoil, they all gave an earring, and he goes and steals this um, golden, he goes and steals this um, golden, trying to make sure what it was called again. Goes and builds this amulet, this type of um, idol, and now that was a trap for him. Um, the people were stripped of their pride, but still Gideon wanted up getting into a trap by building this thing, and um, some people began to worship it. So that's where the problem came in. After all that work and what he did to tear down the idol, you know, now they're worshiping something else. So they wanted him to rule over him as king, but he said no. And I love that he put God first. He could have said, okay, bow down to me. But Gideon's response was good. He knew that he could not take the place of, of the throne of Israel, that God was the king of Israel. So, you know, that was the attitude of all the men that God raised up. They had a humble heart. Um, they would not 
take the place of God. So, you know, that was a good thing that he did. And uh, it was a good thing that he didn't want to be king. But even though they, the rest of the chapter, he did behave as a king. So it would have been good for him to be one because he, he had um, humility and he was, uh, you know, a very bold man and he did good things for Israel. Going on, he um, makes this item and they began to worship, worship it. Um, so here we see that Gideon he, um, could have, you know, did something different, but because he made that ephod, it really set, set the city back and became a snare to him. So we have to watch out for snares and traps. Not the enemy might do, you know, um, sneakily. That's one thing that I, I see about Gideon that he should have done a little different. So Israel is again playing a harlot after Gideon dies. He lives to be a ripe old age and then he dies. And they, they go on and become, play the harlot again. And then we see that uh, Gideon had a lot of, a lot of wives. Um, he had some issues with lust, but, you know, he, I guess that's a way he can say that he had a lot of children because he can support all of those children. So it made him happy to have all the, all the children, but he had so many wives and he produced 70 children. That's a lot of children. Goes on and then, um, you know, he had honor when he died at old age and, uh, you know, those that knew about Gideon knew that he did well, but yet after Gideon dies, they go and they make a covenant with Baal. And this part really surprised me because, you know, it seems that whenever a leader dies, they go back. But after Gideon, you would think they would start to see a pattern, but they don't really see it. And then they play the harlot again. And, um, you know, instead of preserving the memory of Gideon and um, blessing Gideon, they were rude to his family. And that's something else that was sad to say. And they worshiped with Baal. And um, Baal Barith means Baal of covenant. So they were regarding Baal again as their covenant God. And it, and it ends with that. So um, set is the highs and lows of Gideon. You know, he fights against Mennonites. He got the great victory, but then you see them um, going back to Baal. And my prayer is, Father, when we have a great victory in our lives, let us not go back to our old ways. Let us not get comfortable and we go back to the things that do not please you. And Lord, I also pray that we uh, will remember all the good that people do and not to be jealous or frustrated with them and to always keep our eyes on you. And I pray that you will strengthen us, bless us here on the line, and guide us in all that we do. In Jesus' name, it is so. A lot we can take from these verses uh, with Gideon, so much that has taken place here. But again, um, God gave the Israelites victory, and in the end they go back and play the harlot. Welcome everyone to the Bethesda Bible Club, and what we do is we read our verses, and again we're reading uh, the book of Judges, chapter 8, um, in its entirety. And um, after we read the verses, you can read all or some. You can give your own interpretation of those verses and what they meant to you. Also, um, you can share a small prayer at the end of each interpretation, and then a short prayer to be for yourself, someone else, or to bless the line. I will point out one key for each interpretation. And then um, you can also um, sing a song if you choose, if you do not have an interpretation today. We have our writers on the line. Blessings, good day. 
So those who write out our verses, that that step is optional. And also blessings to our listeners today, those that listen in at the Breakfast Bible Club. My prayer that all that listen in will take something away from the mind to encourage, uplift, and bless their spirit today using the word of God. And everybody remember, the word is our focus. And we are respectful of each other, showing examples of the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which is love, joy, peace, respect. We show, um, even if we do not agree with the interpretations, we still are respectful of each other. And if anyone becomes disrespectful, um, I will step in on the line um, as the host of the Breakfast Bible Club. So this makes it a safe place to share. All is welcome. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to flow and move throughout the call. So with that being said, let's grab some coffee, tea, or water if we choose, and let's get started. And now we'll welcome Sister Melissa, our translator, for our verses. Good day, Buenos Sister Melissa, you may take the line. We're in Judges chapter 8. Good day, it's Buenos Dias, Breakfast Bible Club, Blue People Club, Today, I'm going to read from the Holy Bible. Hoy voy a leer de la Sagrada Biblia. I'm reading Judges chapter 8, verses 1 through 35. Jueces, capítulo 8, verso 1 al 35. And if anyone would like to follow along and read along with me, I'm at transcripture.com. Si al alguien le gustaría al seguir de donde estoy leyendo, transcriptura.com. And verse 1 reads, And the men of Ephraim came and said to him, Why did you not send, send for us? when you went to war against Midian. And they said sharp and angry words to him. Uno, y los de Ephraim de dijeron, que esto que has hecho con nosotros, no llamándonos cuando ibas a la guerra contra Midian. Y revisieronlo and he said to them, What have I done in comparison with you? It is not, it is not which Ephraim took up after the grapes cutting better than all the grapes which Abiezer go into the go in from the grape cutting. Cuales el respondió, que he hecho yo ahora como vosotros. No es el reduzco de Ifram mejor que la vendimia de Abiser. God has given into your hands the chiefs of Midian, Oreb, and Thebes. What have I been able to do in comparison with you. And when he said this, their feelings about him became kinder. 
Dios ha entregado en vuestras manos a Ores y a los principales de Miriam. Y que pude yo hacer como vosotros, entonces el enojo de ellos contra el de luego que el apío esta palabra. Okay. Then Gideon came to Jordan and went over it with his 300. Overcome with the weariness, in the need of food. Y vino Gideon al Jordán para pasar él. Y los 300 hombres que traían consigo contados del Alante, alante. Al alcance. Perdóname. Five. And he said to the men of Sukkot, Give bread cakes to my people, for they are overcome with weariness, and I'm going after Zeba and Zamala, the king of Midian. Y tío a los de suco, yo os ruego, ruego que dies a la gente que es si algunos buscados de pan, porque está cansado, cansado y yo preciso. Sebra y al Zumala, reyes de Miriam. Six, but the chiefs of Sofa said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zamuna not even now in your hands that we are to give bread to your army? Say, y los principales de Sofa, Respondieron, está ya la mano de Zepa y Salmuna en tu mano para que hayamos nosotros de dar pan a tu ejército. Then Gideon said, because of this, when the Lord was given Zeba and Salmuna, in my hands, I will have you stretched on the bed of the thorns of the wasteland and on sharp stems. You have and have you crushed as grain and it's crushed on a grain floor. Siete. Y quien bien pues cuando el entregado en mi mano a sepa y a Zalmón y traer triayer vuestra carne con espinas y abojos abojos del desierto perdón mi por favor hey, 
So we went up from there to Pinnell and made it the same request to the men of Pinnell, but they gave him the same answer as the men of Stockholm have given. Y tomados los dos reyes de Midian. 
zema i za mungu espato a toro el erisito Ben Gideon, the son of Gash, went back from, from the flight, from the fight. Ben Gideon, hijo de la de Joas, opio de la batalla, antes que el sol tuviese. Fourteen. And taking prisoner a young man of the people of Sukkot, he got from him. In answer to his question, a list of chiefs of Sukkot and the responsible men, 77 men. 14. Y tomo un mozo de los de Sukkot y pregantó doble el tío. Por escrito los principales del suco y sus ancianos de Tente y Sete, perdón. So he came to the men of Sukkot and said, Here are Ziba and Zemuna, Zemuna, on account of whom you made sport of me, saying, are the hands of Deborah and Zemula even now in your hand that we are to give bread to your army who are overcome with weariness? He said, He entrado a los de Soco, Dios he aquí a Zepa, y a Zemula sobre los cuales mi samaritáis defiendo. Está la mano de Sepa de Samula en tu mano, para que vemos nosotros tan a tus hombres contados. 16. Then he took the responsible men of the town and had them crushed on a bed of thorns and sharp stems. Diecise. Y tomo a los ancianos de la ciudad y espinas y abrojos, abrojoso, abrojo, perdón, del desierto, y castigo con el, ellos a los de su suco. And he had the tower of Pinwell broke down by the men of the town put to death. Diecisiete. Asimismo, te digo, la torre de Unuel y mato a los de la ciudad. 18. Then he said to Zebrah and Zalmona, Where are the men who he put to death at the tower? And they gave answers, As you are, so are the so were they. Every one of them was like a king's son. Dieciocho. Luego tío a Sefra a y a Zumura. Que manera de hombres viene aquellos que mastaiste 
por Manuel en Tabú, y ellos respondieron como tú tales eran aquellos, ni más ni menos, que parecían hijos de rey. And he said, They were my brothers, my mother's son, by the life of the Lord. If you had kept them safe, I would put them, I would not put you to death. Nueve. Y el hijo, mis hermanos, Adam, hijos de mi madre, vive en Jehová. Que si los hubieras cortado en vivo, yo no os martiaré, martiaré, martiaría, perdóname. 20. Then he said to Jether, the oldest son, up, put them up to death. But the boy didn't take out his sword fearing because he was still a boy. Vente, y tío a Jether, tu cojimito, levantaste, y mantalo, mas en jovas, no desviar, desvieino, tu espada, porque tiera, son temor, que aún era muchacho. One, then Zeba and Zalmuna said up, put an end to us yourself, for you have a man's strength. Then Gideon got up to Zeba and Zalmuna, the deaf and took the ornaments which were on their camel's neck. Veintinueve, entonces dijo Zeba y Zalmuna, Levantate tú y mantano, mantano, porque como es el varón, tal es tu valentía y guión. Te levanto y mato a Seba y a Semona y todos los andornos de lunetas que sus so then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Before our ruler, you and your son, and your son after him, for you have been our savior from the hands of Midian. Y los Israelitas dijeron a Gideon, Tú nuestro Señor, tú y yo, tú y yo, y tú, hijo, mi hijo, pues que nos ha labrado de mano de mi bien. Gideon said to them, I will not be ruler over you. And my son will not be ruler over you. It is the Lord who is the ruler over you. Veinte y tres. 
Mas Simeón respondió, No seré, Señor, sobre vosotros, ni mi hijo os señorea. Jehová será vuestro Señor. For then Gideon said to them, I have a request to make to you. Let every man give me give the earring he has taken. For they have gold earrings because they were Ish Ish Ishmaelites. Deseo haceros una precisión, que cara una me de los barcarios de su disposo, porque traen los tarquillos de oro, que eran ismigalásicos. And they gave answer, we will gladly give them. So they put down their robe, every man dropping into the earring he had taken. Tras de él, y de aquel lugar, 
y fue por trapeceo equilibrar y la su casa. Yet so many was broken before the children of Israel and the Midianites never got back their strength. And the land had peace for forty years in the days of Gideon. Veinte y ocho. Así fue humillado, Midian delante de los hijos de Israel. Y nunca más levantaron su cabeza. Y respondió la pillara cuarenta años en los hijos de Gideon. Nine and uh, the son of Josh went back to his house and was living there. Veinte nueve y Jeroboam de Oa fue y habitó en su casa. Gideon had seventy sons, the offspring of his body. For he had a number of wives. Y tuvo aquí Dios presenta hijos que salieron de su mus, uno solo, muslo, perdóname, muslo, porque tuve muchas mujeres. One. And the servant wife he had in Sechem had a son by him to whom he gave the name Abimele. Treinta y su concubina que estaba en Sechem también le parlo una ungido y usóle por nombre Abimele. 32. And Gideon, the son of Josh, came to his end when he was very old, and his body was put in the resting place of Josh's father, Nofra of the Abirazite. I know. Memorial Gideon, Gideon, the horse, and Buena, Begin, y fue. Sepultado en el sepulcro de su padre, o hace otra de dos abrevias. After death, after the death of Gideon, the children of Israel again went after the gods of Canaan and were false to the Lord and made foul birth their God. Y fornicaron en voz de los pares y si usaron botillas para ser. Y por, and the children of Israel did not keep their minds in the Lord their God, who had been their Savior from all their haters on every side. Y cuatro, 
um, you're not gonna, those that were out were gonna um, take uh, the food away from him and, you know, take away the food and have them, have them in poverty and impoverished to the end and leading triumphantly and, you know, leading the people and capturing the kings and all the great things that probably um, mentioned it to be worship. He made it because he wanted the people to remember uh, and reminded them of God. Remember the ephod was the garment worn by the priests back in, um, in the beginning in Exodus and Leviticus. They wore the ephod, so he had it made to remind them of it, you know, but unfortunately, uh, he may have should have done that because, you know, they took it and they began to worship it and the people were, uh, you know, made it into an idol. And I don't believe that's something that he wanted to happen. So a lot we're learning about Gideon. Welcome, everyone. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. The floor is open. Anyone that's ready to jump on in. Good morning. Listen. I'll be reading Judges 8, 1 through 35 from the NIV version. Now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, why have you treated us like this? Why did you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they challenged him vigorously. <laughs> but he answered them, What have I accomplished compared to you? Are you gleaning of Ephraim's grapes better than the fruit, full grapes, harvest of a God gave all and the Midianites leaders into their hands, into your hands. What was I able to do compared to you at this? Their resentment. At this, their resentment against him subsided. Gideon and his 300 men exhausted yet kept up the pursuit, came to the Jordan and crossed it. He said to the men of the, of, he said to the men of Sufat, give my troops some bread. They are worn out and I am still pursuing Z and Z, the king of Midian. But the officials of Sukkot said, do you already have the hands of Z and Z in your possession? Why should we give you bread to your troops? Why should we give you bread to your troops? The Gideon, then Gideon replied, just for what? Just for that, when the Lord has given Z and Z into my hands, I will tear your flesh with I will tear your flesh with desert thorns and beers, briars. From there he went up to the Peniel and made the same request of them, but they answered as the men of Sukkot had answered. But they answered as the men of Sukkot had. So he said to the men of P, when I return with, when I return in triumph, 
I will tear down this tower. Now Z and Z were in K with a force of 50,000 men. All that were left of the armies of the Eastern people, a hundred and twenty thousand swordsmen had fallen. Gideon went up by the route of the nomads east of the N and J and attacked the unsuspecting army. Z and Z, the two kings of the Midian fled. Midian fled, but he pursued them and captured them, routing them, routing their entire army. Gideon, son of of J, then returned from the battle by the pass of H. He caught a young man of young man of Sukkot and questioned him. And then the young man who wrote down for him the name of the 70, 70, 77 officials of Sukkot. The elders of the town then Gideon. Then Gideon came and said to the men of Sukkot, here are Z and Z about whom you taunted me by saying, do you already have the hands of Z in your possession? Why should we give bread to your exhausted men? He took the elders of the town and taught them, and taught the men of to cause a lesson by punishing them with desert thorns and beers. Indeed. He also pulled down the tower of P and killed the men of the town. Then he asked, really, what kind of men did you kill at Tabor? Men like you, they answered each one with, each one with the bearing of a prince. Gideon replied, those were my brothers, the son of my own mother. As early as the Lord lives, if, if you had spared their lives, I would not kill you. Turning to Jether, his oldest son, he said, kill them. But Jether did not draw his sword because he was only a boy and was afraid. Z and Z said, come down, come do it yourself. As it, as is the man, so is his strength. So Gideon stepped forward and killed them and took their ornaments off their camels, camels neck. The Israelites said to Gideon, rule over us, you, you, your son and your grandson, because you have saved us from the hands of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And he said, I do not have one request that each of you, I do have one request 
that each of you gives me a earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom it was the custom of the Ismaelites to wear goat earrings. They answered, We'll be glad to give them so that so they spread out a garment and each of them threw a ring from the plunder onto it. The weight of the gold rings have he the weight of the gold rings he asked for came to seventy seventeen to seventeen hundred shekels, not counting the ornaments and pendants and the purple garments worn by the king of the Midian or the chains that were on the camel's neck. Gideon made the gold onto into an ephod ephod which he placed on O which he placed O in O his pound. All Israelites prostituted themselves by worshiping it there and became a snare to Gideon and his family. Thus Midian was was subdued before the Israelites and did not raise their heads again during Gideon's lifetime. The land had peace forty years. And back home to live. He had seventy sons of his own. He had many wives. His concubine who lived in Shechem also bore him a son who had who he named a Gideon son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash. In O of the Abysmites, no sooner no sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the to Baal to Baal. They set up Baal be as their God and did not remember the Lord their God, who had rescued from the rescued them from the hands of all the enemies and <clears throat> who had rescued them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. They also failed to show any loyalty to their family or JB, that is Gideon, in spite of all the good things he had done. And my prayer is God, I repent for generational curses. I pray we follow you, Lord God, and never lose sight of you, Lord God. I pray for my brothers, sisters, nieces, and nephews. They follow you in Jesus' name. It is so. Blessings. Well, thank you, Brother Ryan, for that uh, prayer. We receive it in Jesus' name. Very blessed prayer to cover your family. And also, thank you for reading our verses today. Judges chapter 8, verses uh, 1 through 35. And may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of this holy word. God bless you. And the floor is open for anyone else that's ready to share. Good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Um, 
I'll be coming from the complete Jewish Bible, Judges 8, 1 through, oh, I'm sorry, 1 through 35, phone switched up on me, uh, but the men of Ephraim complained to Gideon, why didn't you call on us when you went to fight Midian? Why did you treat us? Why did you treat us this way? They were sharp in their criticism. He answered by saying to them, How can I have done be compared how can I? How can what I have done be compared with you, with what you have done? Aren't you aren't the grapes Ephraim leaves on the vines better than the ones after our harvest got handed over to the Midian chiefs. Oh, is he, what could I do that matches what you did? By saying that, he appeased their anger at him. By now, Gideon and his 300 men had come to the Jordan and crossed over. They were exhausted but still pursuing the enemy and succor. He, he asked the people there, please give some loaf of bread to the following man to the men that follow me because they are exhausted and I am pursuing um, I'm pursuing Ziba and Zizi, king of Midian. But the chiefs of Sikkim said, you haven't captured Z-T yet, so why should we give you bread to your army? Gideon said, if, if that's your answer, then after Adonai has put Z and T in their hands, I will tear your flesh apart with desert thorns and thistles. From that, he went up to, to Pinyon and made the same request, and they, the people of Pinyon gave the same master those of Sukkah. So he answered the people similar. When I return, when I return safe and sound, I will break down this top tower. Now, Z.T. were in Kakara with an army of about 15,000. Men, all that remained of the entire army of the people from the east, since 120,000 arms bearing soldiers has fallen. Gideon went up using the route of the nomads east of Novik in Make sure I said it right. Okay. And Jay and stuck struck down the army when they thought they were safe. Z and T fled, but Gideon pursued them. Thus he captured the two kings of Midian and Z and T and routed their whole army in panic. When Gideon, the son of Joshua, Joshua returned to the battle by the way of the Herod's, Herod's pass. He captured a young man with Sukkah and asked him about the chiefs and the leaders of Sukkah. He wrote down for him the names of 77 of them. Then he came to the people of Sukkah and said, You assorted me when you said you haven't captured Z and T yet, so why should we give bread to you, exhausted man? Well, here are Z and T and took their leaders of the city and 
desert thorns and thistles and used them to teach the people a second lesson. He also broke down the tower of P and put the man of the city to death. Then he said to Zeti, tell me about the man you killed at Terah. They answered, they look like uh, they look like you, like a king's son. Gideon replied, there were my brothers, my mother's sons, as surely as Anadai is alive. I swear that if you had spared them, I would not kill you. Then he ordered his older son, Jethar, get up and kill them. But they, but boy didn't draw his sword, being still a boy. He was afraid. Then Z and T said, you don't, you do it. You kill us. Let us, let a grown man do what takes a grown man's strength. So Gideon got up and killed Z and T. Then he took the, um, the ornament crescents from around their, their camel necks. The man of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you saved us from the power of Midian. Gideon replied, neither, n neither I nor my son will rule over you, and then I will rule over you. Then they added, but I have this request to make of you that each of you would give me the earrings from the booty you have taken, for the enemy soldiers have worn gold earrings like all the other tribes descended from uh what was that I'm sorry, I'm sorry I lost my place all the tribes of Jay they replied we're glad to give them to you they spread out a robe and each man threw it through the earrings from their booty the gold earrings he requested weighed more than 42 pounds, and this doesn't include the crescent pendants and purple cloth worn by the kings of Midian and the chains around their camel necks. Out of all these things, Gideon made a ritual vest, which he located in the city of Ephron, but always returned into an idol there and thus became a snare of Gideon and his family. This is how Midian defeated was defeated by Israel so that they ceased to be a threat. The land had rested for 40 years during the lifetime of Gideon. Jisbar, the son of Jephthah, returned to his home and stayed there. Gideon became the father of 70 sons because he had many wives. He also had concubines and, and Shechem, and, he, and she too bore him a son who called a Gideon, the son of Joshua, died at the ripe age and was buried in the tomb of his father, Joshua, in Ephron of the A. But as soon as Gideon was dead, the people of Israel went, went to astray after Balaam and made Balaam Britain their God. They forgot Ananias, their God, who had saved them from the power of their, of their enemies on every side and showed no kindness toward the family of Jabbar that Gideon has repaid them for all the good he had done uh, done for Israel. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> my interpretation is, um, God, oh, Israel, oh, Israel. Um, <laughs> Gideon did what he had to do. 
before his time was up. Like all the great leaders Israel had led Israel, they did, and hoping that they that Israel will follow them after they passed away. And uh, once again, you know, God knows people, but Israel is Israel's a trip, trip and a half by just go, doing, doing their own thing back again once they, I guess. Don't see nobody leading them the right way or leading the way to do God's will. And that's, that could be a uh, that could be a lesson for us on the day because we no matter if we we no matter if the leader or the pastor, whoever is leading the flock is not around, you you still have to be holy and still have to live upright for God when they're not around. You have to live. You have to really live this thing. You can't be putting, can't be be faking or be half time, or be on the fence when when you want to or do it, and when you don't want to do it. And that's what Israel was doing in these in these times. And um, and and then times God didn't play that. And he don't play. He still don't play that now. He just we just got grace and mercy that they repent and turn and and come back to him. Go and go the right way. It just it's just funny how every time. A great leader passed, and he do have to do to save them to keep them safe for some minor years or decades. Uh, they turn back to doing what they want to do, and and that's 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 just the funny thing about it. And we just have to learn, learn, and and use them as examples just to be upright to our best ability, walking straight and narrow, twenty four seven. You know what I'm saying? God understand, but when you blatantly turn back like they do he, 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 he don't understand you know he, he understands if you're trying and you're struggling and that's you fighting a good fight but if you just turn away after the leader gone or you don't say after the pastor gone and you don't get out of church and, and you out of the eyes of uh, the people that you try to show that you be being like or try to live like God don't God don't uh he don't understand that he don't like that um and we just have to take this as a um a lesson with Israel and also um i i um i might be i want to talk about this pastor one day um all the um why because the thing is now the guys or certain things that's going on um the thing that guys can have more than one wife and uh the polygamy thing that is really big in social media and, and they down the people that's not trying to do that and um and they don't understand it because always quote the Bible men the men have so many wives which is don't have but which which they don't understand they have some had grace and mercy to do that. And I believe God still front upon it and in them days but I believe like I told them I believe Solomon, the one who had the most, I think Solomon had over two hundred. Um I know I'm going to the left a little bit. This, this is what they use. They they take these scriptures when they see these and say they had a whole bunch of wives. And why uh, I think Solomon repented on his deathbed to David. To no matter what you think or how wise you think, Solomon was the wise man, wisest man on the in the earth. Then no matter what, you, how wise you think, you all when you come to it and come to your sisters and get in front of the Lord. What you do, or just in that instant with the many wives, he was wrong, and he repented that on his deathbed. But you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna talk about that, and 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 um and bring that to the people. But um, yeah, just 
we have to deliver right all the time because once again, this is not an off and on thing. This is a lifestyle. This is what we was born to do. This is what we were born to put on here on the earth to, to do is follow God's will and his way. And my prayers today is Lord just thank you. Once again, thank you for the lesson, Lord God. Lord God, just um let them understand my my interpretation, Lord God, of this. We have to live for you always, twenty four seven. There's no off and on switch with you. There is no one day I will, one day I not, Lord God, because that's not how you set it up. Lord, just let us use the Israelites, your people, our brothers and sisters, as examples of their mistakes and how they walked with you, Lord God, in their mistakes, and let us do the, the right thing so we can be the examples for the people in this world the right way, Lord God. We just thank you for the sin here with you today and your presence and your word today, Lord God. We are grateful. I'm grateful. Every day, Lord God, to learn more and more and get closer to you and your word. And Lord, let this week come up with blessings and favor, Lord God, and lessons too. Blessings and favor and lessons, Lord God, so we learn and get stronger in your walk and our trust in you, Lord God. And it's prayer, prayer in your son, Jesus' name. And it is so, and it is so. And good morning, Breakfast Bible Club. Blessings, Brother Preston. Thank you for joining in with us today and sharing our chapter, Judges chapter 8, verses 1 through 35. And God bless you for reading, and he read from the complete Jewish Bible. And also thank you for that prayer release to receive it in Jesus' name. Um, very blessed. And also, uh, one of the great keys that you shared, shared a few keys in there, but one of the keys that you shared uh, today is obedience to God brings forth blessings. And when you get away from the obedience of God, there is consequences. Um, mm -hmm. That's something that we can take away today because when the people, they notice, if you notice, whenever a leader dies, you know, they go back to the worshiping of idols and now they're worshiping Baal and they're doing their own thing. And, you know, just because their uh, leader is not around, you know, it doesn't give them a, a right or, you know, a way to do that. When they do it, it's going to bring forth consequences. And that's something that I don't think they really look at. They're looking at the moment and the now. You know, he's gone. Let's celebrate. Let's do what we want. You know, but it's going to bring forth consequences. Mm -hmm. Idolatry has consequences. God has been telling them over and over again. Just like obedience brings forth good consequences. When you obey God, you're blessed. Your family is blessed. Your children are blessed. Everything you put your hand to is blessed. So, again, being disobedient has its consequences. And that's something that I don't believe that they really fully grip the children in Israel because they have that pattern. And um, if you would say, maybe even a demonic cycle over and over again, that when a leader dies, they go back to uh, their own way and turn away from everything that he taught. And in a way that's, you know, sad because all that the leader done for them, all that he taught, all that he showed them, you know, it's just kind of washed away or forgotten. And also, um, one of the things that you shared, I wanted to touch on a little bit, um, having a having a harem, you know, mm -hmm. um, having a harem. A lot of times that when there's um, multiple wives, as you mentioned, you know, God warns against this. He tells us in First Corinthians um, not to do this, and uh, also in First Timothy uh, three and two, you know, He tells us not to. Uh, do this because we know that there's consequences and there's going to be chaos, confusion, and all those things. 
And that's what God warns us away from that. You know, he doesn't want, um, he doesn't want uh, us to have, he said that a husband be, uh, be a husband of one wife, mm-hmm. you know, so he doesn't want us to have multiple wives. So sometimes things that will pop up in our culture that may be trends and, uh, you know, um, things that people do, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. You know, they'll do it because it's something that everybody's doing. But clearly in the word, First Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 tells us that, you know, let, it means that let the man have one wife and have a peaceful home. There's no competition, you know, and all of those things that come with that um, taking place. So that's something that we can take a verse and apply it to this situation today. And God bless you. Thank you for sharing today. And the floor is open. If there's anyone else that's ready to share. And may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and the reading of this holy word. And welcome, everyone. This is the Breakfast Bible Club. Hi, everyone. <laughs> blessing. I'll be reading Judges, chapter 8, from the easy to read version. Men of Ephraim were angry with Gideon. When they found him, they asked, why did you treat us this way? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight against the Midianites? Gideon answered the men of Ephraim, I have not done as well as you. You people of Ephraim have a much better harvest than my family, the advisors. At harvest time, you leave more grapes in the vineyards than my family gathers. Isn't that true? In the same way you in the same way you have a better harvest now. God allows you to capture orb and these the leaders of Median. How can I compare my success with what you did? When the men of Ephraim heard Gideon's answer, they were not as angry as they had been. Gideon captures two kings of Midian. Then Gideon and his 300 men came to the Jordan River and went across to the other side, but they were tired and hungry. Gideon said to the men of the city of Sukkot, Give my soldiers something to eat. They are very tired. We are still chasing Ziba and Zamona, kings of Midian. But the leaders of the city of Sukkot said to Gideon, Why shall we give you, your, your soldiers, something to eat? You haven't called Ziba and Zamona yet. Then Gideon said, The Lord will help me capture Ziba and Zamona. And since you but not give us any food. I will come back and beat you with thorns and briars from the desert. Gideon left the city of Susa and went to the city of Peniel. He asked the men of Peniel for food, just as he had asked the men of Susa. But the men of Peniel gave Gideon the same answer that the men of Susa had given. So Gideon said to the men of Peniel, after I win the victory, I'll come back here and pull this tower down. Ziba and Zalmina and their army were in the city of Parkour. 
Their army had 15,000 soldiers in it. Their soldiers were all who were left on the other army of the people of the East, 120,000 strong soldiers of that army had already been killed. Gideon and his men used tent dwellers road, which is east of the city of Nova and Jagbia, and attacked the city of Karkor. The enemy army did not expect the attack. Viva and Zalmona, kings of the Midianites, ran away, but Gideon chased and caught them. Gideon and his men defeated the enemy army. Then Gideon, son of Joash, returned from the battle. He and his men returned by going through a mountain pass called the Pass of Herod. Gideon captured a young man from the city of Sukkot. He asked the young man some questions. The young man wrote down some names for Gideon. When Gideon came to the city of Sukkot, he said to the men of the city, Here are Ziba and Zamula. You have made fun of me by saying, Why should we give food to your, to your tired soldiers? You have not caught Ziba and Zamula yet. And I'll stop there. And my interpretation of the verses, so basically, the men of Ephraim, um, they were very angry with Gideon um, when they when he got back, and they saw that he uh, basically had went and fought against the Midianites without them, and um, the the. The uh, men of Ephraim, um, they were the ones who, at first, they were the ones who said they wanted to join up and help the um, and help Gideon um, fight against the Midianites. Um, but when it when they didn't go, um, for one, Gideon was under God's instruction about who to take and what to do, and um, they were upset that they didn't go. And it seems that they were upset because. They just wanted to be able to say that they were a part of this great army. They just wanted to be able to say that um, and get recognition and get recognized for being a part of the army because they knew that they were a powerful army and would win. So they just wanted to get um, praise and um, that was their pride. And um, when they couldn't go, um, they got upset and they got jealous of Gideon because he went without them. And because of that, um, they wanted to basically um, repay him by not giving them any food when they were hungry, when the soldiers were hungry. And um, this shows where their heart were. Um, their hearts, from their hearts, they really didn't want to um, help from their hearts and do what was right for God from their hearts. They were really just doing it for themselves and to get the glory for themselves. So um, it goes on to basically um, Gideon basically said, okay, that's okay. He'll just come back. And um, he basically said he'll come back. And after he um, wins this battle, can you show them? And then um, he asked another group of people, 
and they said the same thing, and they were making fun of him and saying that basically, oh, you haven't, basically you haven't um, caught them yet, and just being really rude and disrespectful to him. And um, he still just went forth, and he won the battle, and he went back, and um, he basically tore their city down, their town down. And um, and then um, Gideon, when he went, when they went and attacked, um, they attacked the army at Karkor. Um, God was with them, and um, they basically did a sneak attack um, because they didn't expect them. And um, I'm sure that God showed him to go and basically go unnoticed and go and um, be smart with how he does things and how he moves in battle. And um, I, I just see that even though a lot of times it seems like Gideon, um, he kind of did things a little different, but his heart was after God. He just wanted to win for God's army. And um, then it goes on to talk about how um, basically he made a mistake. Um, he he um, decided to make an ephod. And um, I'm sure that he wasn't trying to make it to worship it or anything like that. Um, to him, it really probably wasn't a big deal to him. Um, but that's something that we have to think about is when um, something may not be a big deal to us, or we may not be tempted to do something like, for them, it was worshiping um, false idols. But for example, if you know some of your family um, has a drinking problem, and that's a generational curse, um, you don't want to bring wine or drinks in the house or around them, even if you're not tempted to drink. And, um, for, and this was something that caused him to fall into sin because he didn't really think about the people and that generational stronghold that they were going through. And the Israelites have always um, went through um, making mistakes with worshiping false gods and idols because of what they had been through um, when they were enslaved in, this, in um, Egypt, where that's all they saw for 400 years. So um, this basically, um, this was a sneak attack from the enemy, and it kind of just basically boomerang and of sin. It was a boomerang attack of sin to cause them to fall. And um, something else that I noticed too is when he brought the ephod, um, he he didn't think about it, but um, he wasn't thinking about how the Israelites were still looking for man to be their deliverer instead of God. And um, I could see that they're looking for Gideon to be their ruler. But one good thing he did here is he, instead of um, letting him be the one to get the glory and tell them, yes, I'll be your ruler, um, he just redirected them by reminding them that they belong to God and that they're under God's rule and instruction. And um, my prayer is, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your grace. But I pray Lord, that we will um, just follow you, Lord, and that we will make you rulers of our life, of our daily life, Lord, our personal life, even at work, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will, that you will be the one that guide us, Lord, 
and that we will listen to you and follow you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord God, to just um, be on one accord with your word. And I pray, Lord, that you will provide for us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that no matter what the situation may be, no matter what someone is or don't give, I thank you, Lord, that you will always provide, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord, to stay humble before you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will cover us and help us to be aware of these sneaky attacks of the enemy, Lord. Help us to not set up our own family and our own friends to fall and bring something around them or even do something that can trigger off sin. And I just thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, it is so. Blessing, yes. The word of God tells us today, and this is going to be the key to the vision for all that you share today in your interpretation. Be not ignorant to Satan's devices. He uses many things, so we have to be aware and alert of what he's using and also understand what we're dealing with, what the battles are. I love the analogy that you gave if you know that alcoholism is in the bloodline and it's an um, issue in a family. You don't bring drinks to the party. You know, that's thing you don't do. So again, we have to be wise as serpents, but yet gentle as doves. And um, the word wants us to be aware. So um, thank you for sharing today and our verses, Judges chapter 8, verse 1 and 35. And also thank you for that prayer. We receive it in Jesus' name. And uh, something that God spoke to me as you were sharing, for everyone here on the line to check your heart motives, check your motives. Um, the things that you do, what are the motives, what are, what are drive, what's driving you, you know, and um, it's really sad that they wouldn't even help um, when he asked them to help. They have been fighting and they were tired and weary and they couldn't even get bread, you know, from them because of them being uh, fearful of uh, retaliation and also jealousy. So that was driving them, you know, they didn't want to help when he asked them. The men of calls and then going on. Um, Zaba and Zaluma, you know, they wouldn't help them. And then on top of it, they killed, they killed um, Gideon's brothers. So, you know, he whipped them publicly, he killed them, and he did things to retaliate against his enemy to show them that God was with them, and he wasn't playing around with them. So, a lot we can get out of here about character. A lot we can see about character. What kind of character do we have? You know, what do we feel about things? How do we operate so we want to make sure we check our motives even with giving you know they could have simply gave bread he didn't ask them to go to battle right he didn't ask for food so again we can take um, a lot from these a lot from these uh situations with gideon and god bless everyone is there one more before we close out Blessings, everyone. Thank you for listening in to us today here at the Breakfast Bible Club. All is welcome. We're grateful to have each and every one of you on the line. I'm Minister Lane, the host of the Breakfast Bible Club, and I'm going to give um, our verses for tomorrow. We're going to do Judges chapter 9. Judges chapter 9, verses 1 through 28. Judges 9, 1 through 28 for tomorrow. And God bless everybody. Um, I want to say a blessing over you today as your born day. Uh, Psalms 91, verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. 2 Corinthians 9, or 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts. And Psalms 118, verse 24. 
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Well, blessings, everyone. Um, I pray that everyone took something away from the Breakfast Bible Club today to encourage them. And that is little Israel in the background. Okay, blessings, Bible Club. Yes, he's uh, <laughs> enjoying his breakfast. God bless everybody. And um, I want to give our, our number if anyone wants to get prayer, if you want to leave a prayer request, um, call in or text 216-463-1574. If anybody would like to leave their prayer request or if anybody would like to uh, have counseling, pastoral counseling, you can reach out to me. I'm Minister Lane. And um, our website is www.diamondsofpromiseLLC.org. Also, we invite each and every one of you to join us for our power prayer call we had yesterday. We have it every Saturday at 12 noon. Um, blessings, everyone. You all are welcome to join us. And we also have our Wednesday, our Wednesday, our noonday teaching at 12 noon. Um, that's from 12 noon to 12.45. So that teaching is 45 minutes or less. And we teach on the topic that is relevant for today and what God says. Uh, we teach on the topic of what God says um, and we give verses to support that. So that's how uh, we do the Wednesday Noonday teaching, but not before you long. So all is welcome. And also we have our Thursday book club at 7 p.m. It starts 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. So all is welcome as well. And the name of our book is called Repentance, Cleansing Your Generational Bloodline by Natasha Ribbage. So all is welcome. And the number for all of these things, the book club, the Saturday noonday prayer, and um, also our Wednesday prayer, and as well as the Breakfast Bible Club is 425-666-4796. So you all are invited to join us. And um, I believe that's all of my announcements. So I think good day to everyone that texts us good day. I'm going to double check to make sure we're not overlooking anyone. Quickly bear with me. We're going to make sure that we're not, uh, that we don't have any extra text. But again, all of you are important, and uh, we're grateful to have each and every one of you on the line today. Mm. And everyone is having a great weekend. I do not see any, um, I do not see any shared text. Well, it's about, I did not see any shared text today. Okay, so I'm going to pray us out. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Father, I thank you for the Breakfast Bible Club. I thank you for this line, oh God. I thank you for everyone here, God. Everyone that calls in, oh God. Father, I ask that you would cover this line in the blood of Jesus. Father, I ask that you would bless us today. Thank you for spiritual growth. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to read your holy word and unity, oh God. Father, I pray that you will, Father, continue to bless us on our journey from Genesis to Revelations, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you will open up our spiritual ears and spiritual eyes today. And Father, I pray that you will pour into us and continue to speak to us, speak to our hearts. And Lord God, help us to have the right heart posture towards you and towards others, God. Help us, oh God, to show love when it's needed, Lord. 
And Lord, I ask that you bless us to give when it's needed, God. But we have the ability to do so. Lead us and guide us on our giving. And Lord, we just thank you for the word today. Father, we ask that you will strengthen us, Lord God. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, I just ask that you would draw those here to the line. Lord God, that desires to read the word of God. And Father, I just thank you for this new and wonderful day. Lead us and guide us today, Lord God. Father, I thank you for being a fence around us today, God, and for your strength, for your guidance, and Lord God, for everything that you do for us here. Lord, we ask that you bless this, uh, bless this wonderful day and that you will bless our spirits today. Lord, that you will lift any heaviness, depression, and anxiety, God. Lord, I pray that you will cancel any suicidal spirits, evil sure. spirits of lust, rage, suicidal thoughts and actions in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in that area, God, that you will, Father, let everyone know that no one is here by mistake or no one is here by accident, God, and that no one under the sound of my voice will leave this earth prematurely without walking out the plan and the promise that you have for us, that you created us to do. Lord, I ask that you will touch us, God, give us extension of time, extension of life, and the Lord, today, Father, let everyone on this line feel your love and your grace. Father, God, I ask that you protect us from evil, protect us from harm, receive angelic assistance, oh God, and do the fight on our behalf. Father, I pray that you will remove any evil spirits from ministering to anyone's hearing today. Father, cancel all any evil spirits in the portal of our mind today. Cut off all evil communication. Lord God, anything that is not of you, you said my sheep shall know my voice. So Lord, and as strangers, we will not follow. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, today for leading us and guiding us, and that we will obey you, hear from you, and do your will. We thank you, Lord God, that you sent your, your son Jesus to die for us, yes, and we thank you that because of your stripes, Jesus, our minds are healed, our bodies are healed, our spirits are healed, and we walk in victory. We thank you, Lord God, that you have touched us, O oh God, to break every generational curse spoken over anyone here on this line. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing for us, Lord, concerning these generational curses and break these word curses today in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask that you will, Father, continue to let us know that we are the head and not the tail, above and never beneath. We are blessed going in and blessed going out. And Lord, I ask that you will constantly, Lord, be a sense around us, God, help us to understand and believe all that you say in the word for us. And Lord, remove any sicknesses, disease, drop any illnesses, God, any cancer cells and tumors, and Lord, any uh, infections in us, oh God. Father, touch our organs, Lord. Bless our organs, Lord God, let us be healthy. And Lord, we just thank you, whether we're aware or unaware of it, God, that you are a healer, you are healing us from head to toe, and Lord, we receive the healing and all the blessings in your word. Bless the one calling in today from 211 first call for help. Father, we thank you for blessing those that are coming out of FGM, those that call in the Diamonds of Promise line. Father, those that are coming out of domestic violence, human trafficking, prostitution, PTSD, incest and rape, miscarriages, abortions. Father, forgive them and let them forgive themselves. And those that suffer miscarriages or feel that void, touch them, God, and soothe their spirits today. And any other kind of abuse, Father, we thank you that you are greater than any attacks. You are greater than any abuse. 
In Jesus' name, and we thank you, Lord God, for that in advance. Father, touch those that are hurting. Feel all darkness, oh God, with your light in anyone's spirit. Break demonic cycles. Release deliverance of those coming out of prison, homelessness, those that are in the military or coming out of the military that are went through abuse. Touch them and heal them, Lord God. Those that are coming off of drugs and alcohol, heal them to the root in Jesus' name. And those that may have monitoring spirits attached to their lives, that you would destroy those spirits with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you in advance, God, for your healing and your breakthrough. Bless our transportation today. We make it from point A to point B safely wherever we go. No matter what type of transportation we have, bless it, O oh God. And we apply Joshua 1 and 9 over us in Jesus' name. Cancel every accident and incident today. Break every satanic agenda over anyone, Lord God. And we just thank you for casting out any blood sacrifice covenant against anyone. And Lord, we thank you for safety angels over us. Safety angels go into the roadways, bind up the spirit of road rage. And we thank you, Father, for covering us in our vehicles today. Bless every godly marriage with love, peace, healing, unity, divine infidelity, and cheating, and marriage-breaking spirits. And Jesus be the center of these unions. And Father, bless those that are praying for us, spouse, that may be lonely, Lord God, that's going through any kind of loneliness. Father, touch them. Father God, break that spirit of loneliness, oh God. And Father, give them, Lord God, what they need. Fill that void. Let them put their hands to something that edifies you. And bless those that are single and satisfied, God, to continue on in you. And we give you the glory for whatever state that we're in. Remember the loss in our family. And Father, we lift up our communities, our cities, our countries, and our world. United States of America, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, and Japan. And also remember that Israel and Gaza war, release the hostages, God, and bring forth a peace agreement within the war, God, within both parties, all those uh, involved, God. We lift revival over our world. We lift up our presidents, our prime ministers, our leaders. Holy Spirit, guide them and lead them in their decisions that they make that affect our lives. And Lord, we just thank you for meeting every need of anyone here on the line. Cancel our poverty and lack here. And Lord, we thank you that our rent is paid. I decree and declare it that our mortgage is paid. We have healthy food in our refrigerators and our cabinets are filled, and we have more than enough. Enough to help others, God, because we know that it's not only about us. We walk in abundance, God. And Father, protect us today, Lord God, to meet our needs and give us everything we need. And Father, we thank you for the overflow. And Lord, we thank you for blessing us, Lord God, with everything that we need. Even repairs are being made in our homes that are needed. And Lord, I thank you for blessing those essential workers and keeping them safe and blessing them as they go out into the communities. Increase our discernment. Let us know when things are of you, when they're not of you. And also, Lord, we just thank you, O oh God, for giving us wisdom and protect us from accidents, all accidents, God, and keep us alert no matter where we are. And we give you the honor and all the glory that is due to you. In Jesus' name, it is so. God bless everybody until. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Blessing. Blessing very long.